Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Transformation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the community. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to wannabe writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner or know of an entrepreneur or small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I'm not going to go with we. We now have... We going with we? I think we're going to go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre, mid, or post roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash BTW podcast. The details will be in the show notes. That's KO hyphen FI.com forward slash BTW podcast. And one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee. You all know I like coffee. So. Shout out to Latoya Shantae, Soul Inspired, Kimberly Hall, and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Baby O D Rock, the Living Stone. Yo, today we are back in Wallywood, the satellite office in front of DD. You know? Oh, a lot to cover in the news today. A lot to cover. Let's so let's let's uh let's get right to it. This this bagel is pretty soft, man. I'm 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 surprised. I was standing in line. I opted to go inside today. I had my mask on instead of waiting on the uh waiting to go through the drive through. You know, it was uh pretty extensive line. I probably might have got through faster doing that because uh yeah, it was a little it was a little uh, preoccupied seeing inside with the folks coming through the drive through, but. Like I said, there's a lot going on in the news, so where do we start? Where do we start? Where do we want to begin? Oh man, let's start at the beginning. All right, let's start at the beginning. Let's start. Let's get let's get started. So yesterday I got a um a text from a message from uh one of my uh supporters, Yolanda Rose. Shout out to Yolanda Rose, yo. She's 
she was like, um, <clears throat> yo, did you see this? I was like, see what? I was like, you know, so I clicked on it. And uh, it brought me to an Instagram page, you know, a post, letter to the board, the New York Roadrunner board, you know, read our list of demands. So, you know, I open up the link. I was a little hesitant at first. It's like, yo, where's this going to take me, man? Is this? But I trusted the source, got to the page, and it's like, yo, wow. So, yeah, it's a lot happening over there in the New York Roadrunners Association. So I'm like, yo, man, what, what is really going on? So I click on the page and I go there and rebuild NYRR, New York Roadrunners Association. What's happening? So it's a page that was, you know, formulated by, I guess, a group of members, you know, former and existing members of the New York Roadrunners Association, you know, and they have a series of posts uh, that they've made since it started. I think the first post was like, um, just like two days ago, silencing employees. All staff members who were laid off and eligible for a severance package were asked to sign a non-disclosure-like agreement which stated they would not receive their severance pay if they spoke about the company in a negative light. Whoa. Silencing employees is effectively silencing around 34 people from speaking out about their experiences at the New York Roadrunner Association. So it, it, it heated up from there. I was like, okay, mm, what's happening over there at the New York Roadrunners Association? You know, it's a volunteer, you know, so, so part of it, you know, they, they have a lot of volunteers, you know, working for the organization. Um, the CEO makes about 500, about half a million dollars. Yeah. About $500,000. I mean, he makes what he makes, you know. And you have a lot of volunteer people, you know. As you read through it, it became, oh, wow. So you had folks who were furloughed, you know, let them go. And then you brought back, you know, uh, 11 white men to have them do the jobs that were originally done, being done by those folks that you furloughed. I'm like, yo, what is happening in the running world? You know? I went to their page. Uh, New York Roadrunners page, you know, they they had on there some, um, had a post in support of Black Lives Matter, you know, and expressed their their support for, you know, for Black Lives. And I said, okay, that's cool. You know, I'm the type of person that I, I watch what you say and and what you do, because what you say is one thing, you know, what, where the rubber meets the road is your actions, you know, what, what your actions do. Some people, contrary to what people say, oh, don't listen to what, you know, is being told, what he's saying. I'm like, yeah, I listen to what he is saying, he report, re, re, you know, relating to, referring to the guy occupying the, um, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue. You know, you can, you can watch what someone says. Ignore that. How do you ignore that? You know, you can ignore that. Can you ignore that? What somebody says? Yeah, I listen to what someone says, and I watch what they do. And if the two don't align, ah, you got them. I mean, we learn this as like, kids in school. You know you know what your teacher would say, you know, or an adult would say. And then you would watch what they would do, and the hypocrisy meter would go off. You didn't know it. I didn't even know what hypocrisy was. But you knew that there was something mm, not quite right when someone says one thing, and then they do something else. You know, so, yeah, that becomes like an indication that, yo, something is a right. So I reached out to them. It's like, yo, we could um, we should have you guys on the show. Of course, you know, they want to maintain their anonymity. 
And I can respect that. So I told him, yo, I could alter your voice. And that way, um, you know, we would, uh, you know, be able to secure your, 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 your privacy, you know, and it could be something like, like this. This would be an example of what the audio would sound like. You know, so I'm like, yo, I, I can, you know, you, we can work it out, make it happen, because I think it's important to hear from people who are, um, you know, who have, who have a voice. You know what I'm saying? I also reach out to New York Airlines Association so if they've got a comment for the story. You know, because uh, yeah, you just can't you just can't be out there willy nilly just just saying whatever you know. And I told her, yo, I will just call you um, for purposes of this interview to make it personal. Let's just go with the name Catherine. Let's call you Catherine. And why Catherine? Why Catherine? Why do you say Catherine? There is it Kate. Were you gonna say Karen? Oh, Karen, Catherine. You guys remember Catherine Sweater? Huh? Two sixty one. You know, 70 years after the Boston Marathon was in existence, she decided she would run, you know, she would do this this race. She would, you know, she would submit her name and she would go ahead and run this marathon. You know, she had a boyfriend there, was a football player, coach was there also. So she's out there. And then there's a guy on a pickup truck, sweet flatbed pickup truck. This is why, this is why I have a thing against pickup trucks and Subarus. I, the Subaru thing people were asking about. Yeah, Subarus, because they cut me off. I mean, I, nine times out of ten when I get cut off on the road, it's by a Subaru. I don't know. You know, and it's supposed to be safe cars. You would think they would be a little bit more, you know, courteous and friendly on the road, but apparently not. Anyhow, so they're on a flatbed and my man is outraged. He jumps off the flatbed and there's a Subaru Outlander now jumps off the flatbed and attempts to like push her off the course like give me that number and he was like furious this guy was pissed off Catherine so it's a, it's a white woman this was like an all male race for like 70 years yo 70 years they they were opposed to women running the race yo like you're gonna grow hair on your chest like this is why men like White men in particular. Like, who says that? You go running, you're gonna grow hair on your chest. And who wants to be with a hairy chest woman? Is that is that even, like, scientifically proven? You're gonna have big calves. Okay, so, tag on. Your uterus is gonna fall. Yo, that was just making up just crazy, crazy things. It's none of it factual. Actually, just like, yo, this is just, just mad. Like, this is our thing. We just don't want you here. Just say that. Don't make up stuff. Like, you're going to grow hair on your chest. Your uterus is going to fall out. So, yeah, I said, you know, we'll name her Catherine. Because Catherine said, yo, forget all that. I'm running. Give me say what you want to say. I'm, yo, I'm going to put on this 261. I'm going to submit my application. Catch me if you can. Her boyfriend, you know, he's a football player, big guy. I guess didn't expect it coming. Boom! Knocked him out of the way. He's like, oh, okay. Now she had to go ahead and finish the race four hours and some change later, you know, and fighting for, for rights of women to run the marathon. 
You know, so she's a legend, man. I had the privilege of meeting her one day in, um, in Hartford. I was honored, man. I was like, yo, your story is fascinating. I found it like, yo, it's, it's, it's compelling. Why not? Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy. I was like, yo, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was like, yo, I'm standing next to a legend, you know. And then it took five years after that event to even allow women to start running, you know, <laughs> without any, any controversy. So you got to wonder, like, yo, what is going on within running? You think about the New York Roadrunners Association founded by, wait for it, you know? Hmm? Founded by Ted Corbett. Ted Corbett is a black man. You know? So you think about running and people were like, oh, they were upset with the Black Lives Matter um, post on their page. Oh, New York Road Runs Association drinking the Kool-Aid. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Yo, like, black lives, white lives, Puerto Rican. Like, lives are not politics. Life is just life. It's just part of life. Bro. It's just a part of life. It's a life. It's not political. You're making it political. It's part of life. You know that. I know that. It's like these claims, these false claims, you know, there was a, 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 a plane full of thugs coming to, to uh, you know, cause havoc at his, at his, uh, his, his event. Mm. I'm like, when did they stop? Could you imagine? Like you going through TSA and they not checking you. You got a, you got, you got a, a plane full of people. A plane full of thugs coming through. Like, when this this really did this happen? Like, you are you expecting people to believe that? But people are so. I hate to say it, man, but just go ahead and say it. People are so gullible, man. People are so gullible. They want to believe. They, they want to believe anything. They want to be a part of something. They want to believe anything. They, so they just believe like the hype. Like you, you, you know how many random stops you get. Coming through the airport, you got your pants sagging, you might get stopped randomly. So you think about, you know, the, these, these baseless conspiracy theories on Monday. It was like, yo, a plane almost completely loaded with thugs wearing dark uniforms had been headed to the Republican National Convention to do big damage. The claim is similar to a baseless conspiracy theory that spread online over the summer. Well before the convention, like people are showing up like, nobody wants to go to your convention, man. They already know what it is. It's like... No one, and I said this in a previous episode, like, I've lived in Brooklyn, you know. I've worked in Brooklyn, East New York, Brownsville, downtown Brooklyn, Park Slopes, you know, John Jay. I've traveled a lot, you know. I've lived in the suburbs, what people might consider the suburbs. I lived in Wine Dance, Wheatley Heights, a.k.a. Wine Dance. It's like right across the railroad tracks, you know. And I've lived in, lived in Brentwood. You know, these are not like, it's in Long Island. I mean, people think like you live Long Island or, or Connecticut, that somehow or another you are removed from what's going on. Like, wine dance is, wine dance is the hood. New Haven is like the hood. Bridgeport is the hood. When you, when you, every place is, you have different neighborhoods throughout states. It's just not like you, now nah, suddenly you, you from a, a particular state that somehow or another you can't relate to what's going on in 
and say New York or this is this is the Mecca. Yeah, New York was the Mecca. It still is the Mecca for a lot of things. You know, hip hop started there. There's no disputing that. But when you start thinking like, yo, this is it. This is this is it. We the shit. This is and it couldn't grow and go. It grew and it spread all over the world. And now you think about the sound for the last couple of years, trap music, Atlanta bass. Has, has been popping. So now you have people, you know, it changes. There's shifts. And when people resist change, it's what happens, yo. There's more than one way to produce an album. There's more than one style of rap. There's more than one style of rap music. There's more than one style. I mean, just you just have to find your niche. And this is my complaint with people who are in Connecticut. Like, yo, you know, you don't have be from Connecticut. Be your state. Somebody said, yo, it's only because Connecticut's a money pit. They come here to make their money and then they bounce. I'm like, okay. And, and and the artists really don't support each other. I'm like, mm, uh, I don't know. This is, man, I don't know if it's a legitimate argument or not. You know, you're trying to do something and somebody doesn't support it. It could be your um how you advertise it, how you promoted your event. Like I think about virtual races, you know. And now uh, the New York Roadrunners Association has pivoted and they're doing a lot of virtual races. You know? And people are signing up for virtual races now because it's, um, it's something to, to do, alternative to uh, meeting in public and doing your race. Eh? What you going to do? Hmm? Last year, I had, um, I'm trying to get across the country not to go on vacation. You know? I wanted to go to visit a number of states to reach out to ordinary people who were doing extraordinary things within their communities. I was going to drive across the state. That was my idea. And it didn't work out, you know. But I didn't stop trying to, to, uh, to do this particular thing. You know, it's like, okay. So I'm going to drive. The car broke down. You know, my mini, my burgundy mini. Those of you who have been following me, I had a burgundy mini. Burgundy Mini broke down. I was like, oh, man. I got audio where I'm at the, uh, talking with the, the 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 mechanic. You know, I'm like, okay, so first the Mini breaks down. The vehicle I drive, Uber, um, with the, the SUV, that broke down. I was like, dang, on. So then I got a vehicle through fair and um, got very ended in that. And I was like, oh, man. It just seemed like one thing after the next, but you keep going, you keep doing, because I really believe that it's important to share stories of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within their community. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to put on a virtual race and, um, you know, I had to buy medals. So that's out of pocket, you know, and try to support it, you know, try to get this thing out there. It was a short term time. Could be promotion, it could be a number of things. But it wasn't supported like I thought it should be. And like, you might have in your mind like what you think something should be. You know, I'm doing this virtual race. It's, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to acknowledge and, and highlight the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things across the country, not just in my state, not just in New York, you know, all over. That's what I wanted to do. And I still have that as a vision. So it didn't work out this time, but you don't, you don't stop. I didn't get mad. Like, I was a little salty. Yeah, I was like, yo, because I, I think it should be important. So when people say support black businesses, I'm like, yo, a podcast is a business. It's not just you chit-chatting. It's a business. It's a radio station. You know, it's a radio station 
And so when I'm thinking about, yo, this is what I want to do. Like, you drive for Uber? Yeah, I drive for Uber because I want to support my dream and my vision. Now, what you choose to do with your life, it's your, it's your right and your choice. You know, I made that decision. This is what I want to do because I want to support my idea of growing a podcast and highlighting people in the world who are doing extraordinary things who I feel are doing some some outstanding things within their community you know and that's something that, that that's admirable so when I saw the entrepreneur video yo I was I was hyped because it's just the outside of Tyler the creator and Issa Rae the rest of the people in there were just ordinary people that's just ordinary people you know and I think about this guy people who he gets a lot of you know Tyler Perry He's like, oh, oh, man, I can't stand. I'm not necessarily his demographic, but my man is a billionaire now, you know, off of serving a niche audience. So what are you going to do? You can be mad at him or, you know, or not or whatever. You know, you're entitled to do whatever. So I'm like, yo, it's something that you want to do. Keep going, man. You might, you might hit a, you might hit a stumbling block, but you keep going. You get up. Dust yourself off and you keep going. You know, I used to work for a, um, a community based organization and it always felt like, um, you know, you got a lot of the funding from, from the board of ed. Some of it was from United way. Um, they would do like these galas to raise funds or whatever. So you, you, you were the, the idea though was to, to, it's a drop off adventure. So obviously you're trying to keep kids in school from dropping out you know education is seen as a gateway to a better life mm -hmm. in some people's prescription and that's cool but it always seemed like oh, but you know you come in with your hand out asking for funding because without the funding then you can't do the work that you want to do which becomes like the work <laughs> you're trying to keep people from dropping out of school like that should be like a given like why don't you it's got to be run like a business. If, you, if you're not making schools interesting, of course they're going to drop out. You know, of course they're going to drop out. They're not thinking about it. Like, you're, you're not considering, like, what's going on in the homes? Like, what's happening right there in, in where, where the rubber meets the road? Yo, if, if there's so much going on in the household, it's like, yo, you got to, kids got to decide, like, what, what's going to happen? Am I going to school? I get me a hot meal at school. Do I want to live like this? What's the alternative? And if they don't know they got al alternatives to, you know, their present situation, I'm fine. Yo, running might be an alternative to get out of your current situation, you know? So when you think about, like, the, the programs, whether it's the New York Roadrunners Association or whomever, there's so many different things that you could do. And I think about, like, Connecticut. I could name the local running shops, you know, and where they're situated. None of them are situated in the hood. I can tell you that. None of them are situated, like in black neighborhoods. None of them. Mm -hmm. So you just think about running in, in, in one particular state, you know, and I think about, like, there's a Brooklyn running store, but that's not in, in a black neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And they had their, their own little... Uh, <clears throat> Their own little stuff going on, you know? And you, so you, you think about, like, you, you want to be 
self-sufficient. You want to be able to sustain. You want to be able to say what you want to say. Like, I want to be able to talk about certain issues to be able to spread and to grow your, your, your podcast, your creating or whatever it is that you're doing in order to continue to do it. You got to have some sort of funding you're doing it out of passion and love. But at some point you want to, you want to expand your reach. You know, you want to expand your reach. And I want to be in a position to be able to say, you know, I don't want someone calling me, tell me, oh, well, you know, you really can't talk about that because, because what? Because we're sponsoring you and we might pull by advertising. I'm like, okay. You know, there's that. I don't have to worry about that, you know, and I'm not I'm not going to change my tone, my tune, you know, a court to 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 fit into some sort of like sponsors. I'm not going to tamper down like my rhetoric. And it's not rhetoric. It's what I believe. You know, I think like you, you've got an entire state here, an entire state that people are running. If they're thinking about pursuing, uh, you know, a, a, a better a healthy lifestyle, you know? They want to be productive members of society. Like, how would that be detrimental? How would that be harmful, you know? That, to me, would be a win-win for 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 for, for folks in the running industry. Because if you run it, you're going to need some sneakers. You're going to need some gear. You got to buy it somewhere, you know? So it would be in the interest to make sure, like, hell, that's a, that's a whole nother market that we're not tapping into. That's a whole nother market that we're not tapping into, which is why I'm glad that the folks from, from Marathon Sports Sports reached out to me because it's something that I, that I talk about, you know? And I didn't just start, like, supporting um, Sound Runner. Yo, there was a guy that I used to go there in Brantford. I would drive from Bridgeport to go to Brantford, Connecticut, because they had a shop there in Brantford. There was a guy, a white guy who worked in the shop, young guy. And, um, yo, he was, uh, yo, he was a sneakerhead. And we connected on the fact that, yo, he was, a, he was one of, he's my soul brother. Yo, he, he, he had on the Adidas, um, the Boston's. He was like, yo, let me try those on. I guess we were about the same size or whatever. And just not, not even thinking. I was like, yo, yeah, go ahead. Let me see how they feel. We talk about kicks. We would always, I'd go up there sometimes and, and, and look at the wall. We'd kick it and then I'd bounce, you know? But so if you have people that you could connect to in the store, then you're more inclined to come in. But if you don't have that, then it's like, yo, the chances... Like, why am I going to this sneaker store? You're going, you're going full run. That 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 unity, that bond, that t- togetherness. That's that's important, yo. That's important. It can't be manufactured. That's something that I it was like, yo. So if you if I could expand that within this particular state, because everybody's not everybody's not going to be you know residing in 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 one particular state. And how one place does it is fine. You know, you have other places. Um, and with other people, you know, like, it's like, a, I, I don't complain about where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I don't complain. And I, and I think about this virtual run and reaching out to people. I've reached out to tons of brands. I reached out to individuals or whatever. And there, there, there's, um, you know, shout out to Noon because they sent off hydration tablets because you're going to be running. You're gonna, it's going to get hot, man. So they supported, you know, it was like, yo, here, take some of these tablets and have a case of this stuff. That they um that they sent off um as a part of 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 their contribution to to the vision, you know. And you might get support from folks that you may not think you would you would that that would support. And folks who you think would support may not support. And this is a common thing that people that I talk to people about that comes up from time to time. People, you know, I was talking to a young lady um yesterday, 
And, you know, she has a, a business and she's saying as it went to the next level, there are folks who were, who, who, who didn't understand or, 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 you know, you're realizing, oh, it may not, they may not come with you. They may not be coming with you because the folks who started with you is now you starting to, to, um, to grow and expand. They might be saying, yo, I don't, you know, uh, man, they might not, they might not, they might not go with you. And that's just, that's just the reality. You know, that's just the, that's just the, that's the hard facts of life, man. You know, because there were people who were like, oh, you, you live in, you live in this particular area or you live here. So you really can't relate to, to what's going on here. Like, yo, everybody is not going like you, everyone's decision for where they want to live. is not, that's not, that's not contingent. That's not a determining factor on whether or not you black. That doesn't make you more or less black, you know? It doesn't make you more or less black. That's 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 somebody else's personal hang-up. Like, yo, there's a guy who was um and was at the, the the dropout program, prevention program. He worked for uh for a congressman, so the congressman got him a job at Towns, and, and one of his cronies was was the senior the senior case manager while I was the case manager there before he before he um got let go or whatever. But this guy. We're there having a conversation. He would, he would never show up. He was a politician. He would do all the smooth talking and stuff. He would never show up. He didn't care about the kids. He, was, he, would, he would come in, you know, make an appearance, and then bounce, right? So he did all this stuff for, like, months. They knew he was doing all this crap. I'm like, yo, you're going to set up folders? You're going to have a system? There's a way to do stuff? You, like, you're here for the kids. You're not really here for the kids. This is just, like, a, 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 you just show up and collect a check? Like, if you could do, like, if that's what you wanted, like, why are you here? It used to, it used to piss me off. Like, why are you here? So we're going to get audited, you know, so audited, you know, you come in, the um, the funding agency comes in, they want to go through your files and folders and stuff. And so now we're there and the guy's asking, like, where's your, where's your folders? Like, where's the stuff at? I'm like, well, this, these are my folders here because I'm like, yo, this is my stuff here. I don't know, like, what's going on. And he was like, well, Derek, you know, calm down. The guy's just here to, uh, to help us out. I'm like, y'all don't need any help. I don't need any help. Come on, stop. Don't, I'm not playing the, the politics. Yo, you don't have folders. You ain't setting nothing up. You ain't even here, man. Come on. Like, I'm not going to sit down here and listen to somebody tell me something that I already know. Like, you should know. Like, he should be talking to you. Let's not make it political. It's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here for that, man. I'm here for the kids. I didn't drive all the way from Brentwood to East New York to go on the projects, knocking on, on, on somebody's door to get them to school or to be hanging around with you and you're a black man too? Come on. I'm not here for that, man. No, I'm not here for that, man. I'm not begging you. No. Mm-mm. So yeah, it, it, it didn't go over well for him. So yeah, shortly after that, he was no longer there. And then I was the senior center manager. Not because it was like, yo, I, I was undermining his... No, man. It's just right, man. You don't want to do that. You don't want to be there. You don't want to take care of the kids. You don't have their interests at heart. Bounce, man. Go someplace else. Go someplace else, man. This is not, this is that. Nah, I'm not here for that. I don't know how long I'm going to be on this planet, but I, I damn sure know I'm not going to be sitting around here pretending like this is cool. This is not cool, man. This is not cool. And you had some folks who worked at different, you know, organizations or whatever, and, and, and uh, you know, you're not really. Come on, man. This whole theory of, of, you know, trying to define blackness and what people want to do and what they will support and what they're not going to support. Like, yo, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not here for that, man. 
I'm not here for that. Like, you want to do something, you go ahead and you put it out there. And, and if folks support it, cool. If not, cool. Just keep moving. Don't stop. Don't stop. Don't alter what you're doing to try to fit into somebody else's mode of operation, man. Because you, you'll spend, you'll waste a lot of time trying to please people. And, uh, yeah, they, you, you, won't be, you won't be true to yourself. You won't be true to yourself, man. And the end of the day, <laughs> I hate cliches. You know how much I hate cliches. When it's all said and done, you know, you got to live with yourself. You got to be happy. So I got to be able to look in the mirror and say, you know what? Yeah, I, I see some hairs in, in my nostrils, but I'm happy with that. You know, if I tilt my head down, I don't see them. But it's only when I tilt my head up that I see the hairs in my nostril. And then, I, you know, I can get something to, to, to shave that. But overall, when I look in the mirror straight ahead, I'm happy with the person I see in the mirror. And I feel like I'm living in accordance with, with my core values and principles. Like, I'm not going against that. I'm not going to sell out. I'm not going to be a sellout just for, for what? No. I'm not doing it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So, shout out to Noon and um, Honey Stinger. You know what I mean? You need fuel to get where you're going, to sustain you during... During those, uh, during those, those, those long runs, man, on those runs when you're out there and you might need a little sustenance, man. You might need a little something, something to, to get you over the hump. You know, you might need something to keep you hydrated. That's all you need, you know, you need something to keep you going. So that is that. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if y'all heard about the story, but I'm going to be reaching out to New York Road Runners Association and see what they've got to say. Um... Yeah, and, and, and that is it, man. That's, that's where I'm at, man. My, today is my daughter's birthday. Shout out to my daughter, Grace, who um, I remember getting a call from her. She was like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about going to teach. I'm like, okay, uh, in Malaysia. I'm like, okay, okay, Malaysia. All right, all right. I know some kicks are made in Malaysia, some gear. I don't know exactly where Malaysia is at. I had to pull out a map. I was like, oh, wow, you're going halfway across the country, halfway across the world. Damn. All right. She's an adventurous individual. You know, recently she reached out and said, yo, I, um, I'm going to return and go to grad school. I'm going to be moving to uh, Chicago. I didn't have to check the map, but Chicago, I know where Chicago is. I actually did a marathon in Chicago. So, yeah, a couple of folks in Chicago and Chi-Town. So this is good. This is good stuff. I'm excited, man. I'm excited for her, man. You know, I, I, I think it's important people continue to pursue their education you know, and your, your vision, something that you want to do. And, and it's like, yo, why is he sewing? You know, why is he sewing? Cause I can sew. And it felt weird. I was talking to somebody, you know, it felt weird as a, as a black man, a young guy sh- sewing in Brooklyn. It felt a little weird at first, but I was like, yo, I'm making money. I'm doing something. Um, I wasn't, it wasn't doing anything illegal. You know, there are other folks who, um, in the community who, like Lee's Lee Riders or just pants were 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 flare legs and to make them straight legs that became a thing and so yo I was doing that you just get a ruler and some chalk and draw a line and, and taper it you know you figure out okay so you want it to be a gradual progression that's how I practice sewing but sewing you know it's 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 these things that that people put on you like yo that's not 
that's a that's a that's a, that's for females. That's for women. Or if you're doing that, you must be gay, or you must be this. And you have all these uncertainties. Like I didn't, you know, you 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 don't know. And so you live in, but you know that you like creating stuff. You like doing things that is that um, it's different. You like you like what you like. You know, you have a different style. You have a different taste, and and you have an eye for for fashion or. Or being able to coordinate and put things together and see things. And, mm, this might not typically go with that, but I like this. I like this corporate look, and I like this. Mm, you know, I'm gonna add. I can do. I can see a dress shirt with some kicks in it before it was button ups. Before Jay talked talk, started talking about button ups, you have a, a certain way. You have a style, and everybody's got. You find your own personal style. I think finding and defining your own personal style is like finding your own creative voice. Whether it's your voice in, in podcasting or your voice in writing, you find it by exploring. That's the only way you get it. You know, you don't go into a shop and say, I'll just take what the mannequin has. Give me, give me that. And just give it to me and, and yeah, I'll take two of those. Like it's the same outfit, man. You just you didn't even you didn't even try. You didn't even try to <sighs> I used to have to take people shopping. For real, for real. Just, like, yo, I helped you define your personal style. You know? I it, it's, it's all good because Everybody doesn't have a sense of style. Yeah, that's cool. But after a while, you you get it. You get your hang of it. You find out like what colors go good with you. You know what? There's certain things go with certain body types. You know, it's just that's just something that that um that you pick up and you become familiar with. You know, and but some people are gullible. They just wanna. They just want. They wanna. They wanna blend in. They wanna. They wanna be accepted. They wanna be liked. You know, and so they'll believe anything. They'll believe the hype. You know, they'll believe the hype. So I'm not one for the hype. I'm out of here. You know, uh, I don't know what y'all got going on today, but whatever it is, y'all make it a good one. Oh yeah, one last thing. My son, he's in 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 Japan, coming home soon. He was on uh on this page. I like, looked over. I was like, yo, yo, that's sharp, man. So he's pursuing his fashion and modeling thing. I'm excited, man. You know, what can I, I, I get excited over little stuff like that, man. You know what I mean? It's exciting. So I'm seeing people pursue their, their dreams and, and, and passions. Um, that's, uh, that brings, that brings joy to my soul. If I could sing, I would, I would close out with a song. I can't. So I'm just going to say so long. Y'all have a good one. All right. Roll down the window, man. Yeah, here we go.